Well, we are here today. Nope, not we. Just me. It's just <laughs> Jensen. Um, I'm here with my friend Caitlin today, and I'm so, so thankful that she agreed to do this with me. Say hi, Caitlin. Hey, everyone. Caitlin is a good friend of mine, and I'm just so thankful that she is here to share her story. And today, uh, the topic is on grief and loss. And I just want to go ahead and start this off kind of a trigger warning, I guess, that we're going to be talking about miscarriage. And I know that that can be a really sensitive topic for a lot of women. And so we want to be sensitive and respectful of that. So if that is something that you need to um, avoid thinking about, talking about, that's totally fine. Just wanted to put that up front before you get into the episode. But I'm going to start us off with prayer and then we can get started. Father God, I'm just so thankful for this time right now. I'm so thankful that you brought Caitlin into my life to be such a sweet friend to me and just to lead me closer to Jesus through um, through her words and her actions and the way that she lives her life. And I'm thankful that she agreed to do this and that I know that you're going to work in and through people through this podcast episode. And I'm just so thankful for that. And God, I just pray that everything that we say would be true to your character and um, that you would be glorified through this. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Caitlin. So first, I want you to introduce yourself, tell the people how you know me, and all that fun stuff. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm Caitlin King. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) I know Jensen through wedding photography. Always loved her work. Always looked up to your work. Seriously, I mean that, girlfriend. I mean that. (laughs) So nice. And we actually got to meet, we always knew each other online, (laughs) you know, um, in the photography community. And I got to meet her in person at an open house. So yeah, and then we've worked together. So, yeah. yeah. And she loves me so much. Yes, I do. wonderful. She, yes. <laughs> Jensen is amazing. Book her for your wedding. <laughs> little plug there. I love it. I love it. So I just kind of want you to tell your story. Uh, like I said, this episode is on grief and loss. And I know that you've experienced that over the last, it was a couple years? Two or, years. Yeah, last mm-hmm. two years. So I just want you to feel free to just tell your story however God leads. Okay. So. Okay, perfect. So first off, I just want to say that whenever you're a kid and you grow up and, you know, you just think that, you know, certain things should come easy. And mm-hmm. one of those things is pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you always just think, okay, I'm going to get married and I'm going to, you know, the second I start trying to have a baby, I'm going to get pregnant. And then like, we're all going to be like happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Forrest and I, we have been married for, I guess, a little over a year. And we found out we were pregnant. We weren't trying at all, but we were excited. My husband has always wanted to be a dad. Actually, before I even wanted to be a mom. (laughs) Um, And so, so anyways, we found out we were pregnant. We were really excited. And then we had our first miscarriage on July 7th, Mm. 2018. But, you know, like you you hear it's normal Mm -hmm. to like miscarry the first one and even though like we were you know we were heartbroken and we were sad we were like well it's really normal so many women you know that were friends of mine were like I experienced the same thing Mm -hmm. we did exactly what the doctor said we waited and then we got pregnant again in September and we were like okay this is it and I think as a Christian we think you know sometimes Christians think okay like this is just the one bad thing that happened Mm -hmm. like this one's gonna be great Mm -hmm. This is all going to work out. We got excited. Some of my friends started buying onesies mm-hmm. and like all these gifts. You know, we went to our first doctor's appointment, heard the heartbeat, and we got a little bag with onesies that our doctor's office gave out. Super, super cute. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, you know, things were going good. Like I was feeling all the symptoms. And then I went to my 12-week appointment. And I was actually like, 
I, I can't remember like how exactly far along I was, but you know, we were like, okay, like once we get through this appointment, like we're in the clear. Yeah. And that was the one appointment Forrest couldn't go with me. Oh, no. <laughs> I know he had like a huge job to work. So anyways, we go to the appointment and if you've ever been in that position and you just like see the ultrasound text face, you just, mm-hmm. you know what they're about to tell you and your heart just like breaks. So, she, you know, she told me, she was like, I'm really, I'm so sorry, but there's no heartbeat. I mean, the only thing I could think to say in that moment was, it's okay, like, I trust the Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I didn't know how true that would become for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over the next two years. I had to call Forrest, and, you know, he came home, and that, our second miscarriage was, why would God let this happen mm-hmm. to us? We do everything right. Well, you know, I mean, we're not perfect, but, like, why did this happen to us? Well, we did everything the doctor told us. They couldn't really find a reason why, and they were like, well, you know, it's normal. Two is very normal. And I was like, okay, if you say so. You know, I was nervous to try again, but my husband just really wanted to be a dad, too, and I know that in him. Um, that's just always been his dream. So anyways, um, we waited, just like they said, and we waited even more months this time, and then we got pregnant again. As soon as we tried, we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, this one's going to be it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this one's going to be it. Well, we ended up miscarrying a few weeks later. And then, I mean, it's basically the same story. Um, And I ended up having five miscarriages in like Mm -hmm. two years. My last one being this April. And during that time, like I have never had to cling to God like I had over that season of my life. And I mean, there were so many times, I think it was after my fourth miscarriage. If you know me at all, like I don't just sit on a couch and like cry. Mm -hmm. I'm more of like, okay, like things happen for a reason. Let's move on. But after my fourth one, I just remember sitting on my couch and just weeping. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. even crying. I mean, it was just weeping. And I was like, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? You know, I see all these people around me. You know, it just comes so easy. And for me, this is just such a struggle. Mm. And I just feel like you've abandoned me. Why? You know, like, I just, I don't understand. Why would I be able to get pregnant if I'm just going to lose the pregnancy? Mm. Anyways, I read this book when I was in high school. Mm. (laughs) And there was this one quote from the book. And I had not thought about this quote at all at all but I remember one day I was having like a rough day and that quote just like came to my mind Mm -hmm. and it said there will come a time in your life when all you have to depend on is the character of God and it will be enough Mm -hmm. and I was like Lord this is what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to start reading the Bible from start to finish, and I'm still not finished. Mm -hmm. But just learning who God was and is Mm -hmm. and focusing on his goodness and his character. And instead of looking at my circumstances and looking at the cross instead, Mm -hmm. just really helped me in my grief. And just knowing that, Everything that happened, all five of our miscarriages, I'm not saying God caused them, Mm -hmm. but anything that happens to us goes through his loving hand. Mm -hmm. And I had to remember that. I just, I mean, when I say I clung to scripture, I mean, I... I could not have a day without it because Mm -hmm. if I had a day without it, I struggled. The thing is, is I think as a Christian, sometimes we think if we cry or if we're upset, we don't have faith. Mm 
mm-hmm. but that's not true at all. And just because we have faith doesn't mean that things don't hurt. Yeah. So many people, they would ask me, and I'm, I'm a pretty honest person. And so like, they'd be like, Kaylin, how are you doing? I'd be like, well, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not doing too good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I think and they would be like, well, just have faith. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I do have faith, but I'm allowed to grieve these losses. Right. And just because you grieve doesn't mean that you're not joyful in the right. midst of the grieving. I mean, I just learned to let out my emotions. I learned, I learned to speak very openly to God about how I was feeling. I would tell the Lord, I'd be like, Lord, I am, I feel like you've abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Help me to remember truth and help yeah. me to like cover myself in that. So that way I I know what's true. I know who you are. I mean, sometimes in my prayer journal, I would just write out characteristics of God just mm-hmm. to remind myself of his goodness to me, even though my circumstances weren't great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was crazy how like, even though, yes, I was grieving, I still had peace and I still had hope. It was it was just crazy. I can still remember just the closeness I felt to the Lord after every miscarriage or when I would just have a day where I would just be like, just crying. And it was like the Lord just like wrapped his arms around me. Mm. I would just be reminded of his love for me. And I was reading in Second Corinthians 12, and it's it's when Paul is talking about the thorn in his flesh. Mm-hmm. He asks God to remove it. He's like, remove this thorn in my flesh. And all Jesus says to him is, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. And so I've clung to that because I'm like, on days when this is this feels like the thorn in my flesh, yeah. <laughs> it's something that I can't control. It's something that I don't I don't know how it's gonna work out. I don't know. You know, if my husband and I will ever be parents, like, I don't, I don't know these things, but at the end of the day, I have Jesus and I know that his grace is going to get me through it. And his grace is going to help me. It's going to sustain me. And he has been so faithful and it has sustained me throughout the whole two years. Actually, November 19th will be like two years since I had my second a miscarriage. I was talking to a friend about it and I was like, it's just amazing looking back then to now how much I've just grown in my walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it has been amazing just to see how faithful he has been over the past two years and how I have seen his goodness in a thousand different ways. Yeah. And I never thought that when I was like in bed going through that miscarriage I I never thought I would be able to say God is so good to me. I mean, because you, when you go through grief and you go through loss, it's just, I don't know how to, it's very just like you feel so abandoned in the moment. But then Mm -hmm. when you look at like the full story and see what God's done in my life and my marriage and my husband's life, I mean, you just see his faithfulness and his Mm -hmm. goodness just woven into the story. And I mean, the thing is, I have hope that I'm going to see my babies again. Mm. I've never longed for heaven and eternity until now. Yeah, and that's interesting that you say that too because I had been at a spot earlier in the year where the thought of eternity or like end times, things like that, (laughs) freaked me out just being completely honest (laughs) girl I know like I got anxiety about and like not not fear necessarily but just like anxiety and Mm -hmm. anxiousness about it and I remember praying to the Lord like 
make me long for eternity. Make mm-hmm. me long for heaven. And that's a scary thing to pray. That's yes. a scary thing to be, <laughs> yes. to want God to reveal to you. And I was kind of like, just do it an easy way. You know, <laughs> like, don't make anything <laughs> yeah. go wrong. Just reveal it to me, you know, supernaturally. And my grandfather died in August and he and I were super close. And it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And I remember telling my parents and my husband, I was like, this is it. This is God creating something in my life that is making me long for eternity. And just to go through grief, but also to be able to say like, oh my gosh, he heard me and he Mm -hmm. answered me. Like what a privilege. It almost makes the grieving process a privilege. Yes. That you're able to, to walk through that knowing that God walked through it first and he knows how it ends and he knows mm-hmm. like this is what you wanted and I'm giving it to you. Like what a blessing that mm-hmm. is. And I also love what you said about grief and faith. They're not like mutually exclusive. Like you yes. can have both <laughs> at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like people struggle with that. But I mean, we see so many passages passages of scripture where Jesus was grieving. I mean, Jesus was mm-hmm. crying. He was upset. He lost friends. And I think that it's just so important for people to understand that if you're grieving, you can grieve with hope. Yes. You can grieve. And I, I feel like that's such an overused yeah. thing. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. such a churchified way to say it. But until you're in it, you don't understand yeah. what that means. And you don't understand, like, that it is okay, like what you were saying, to have emotions and to understand that God is big enough to handle our emotions. And he mm-hmm. created us with the capacity for emotion, which is a blessing. And we should use that. And we should cry out to him. I, uh, a friend of mine actually said one time, I think she read this in a book or something, but she said, God wants us to lament to him mm-hmm. just as much as he wants us to rejoice to him because yes. it shows our love for him just as much. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such an incredible picture of just like, God wants us to cry. God mm-hmm. wants us to, to ask for his help and to say like, you, I feel like you've abandoned me. Where did you go? So that he can answer mm-hmm. so that he can be there to say like, I haven't gone anywhere and show you his presence in such a supernatural way, just as much as he wants us to be thankful and to rejoice to him and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So I think that's super cool. Going back to the faith and, and grief thing. I just think that especially in Christian uh, circles and yeah. in the church, it's almost, I don't know, I don't want to say frowned upon to grieve, but kind of yeah. like people just expect you to just move on so quickly on yeah. things. And whether it's small or big, grief is grief. And, yes. and it hits everybody in such different ways too. And I think that just as the church, we need to be more supportive mm-hmm. of that and to understand that grief is something that is that needs to be walked through with people Mm -hmm. I mean like the Bible says you know weep with those who weep and I feel like we've just the church as a whole has not done that you know they it's just not a thing because everybody's like you're fine you have Jesus you're good move on yeah and and it puts you in a position like what you were saying where you don't feel like you can give your emotions out and cry and do those things like you have to be stronger than you actually are Mm -hmm. and I was listening to you I love YouTube and so I was listening (laughs) to um I was listening to this one lady talk about loss and um she was saying and I really liked what she said she was like if you don't let it out and cry Mm -hmm. she's like it's kind of like you know water she's like after a while it stays in there for so long it gets bitter 
And she's mm. like, and it causes you to get better. Oh, wow. And she's like, and you don't want your experience, your grief to define who you are yeah. as a woman of faith. Yeah. And so I think if you do just like not grieve and just hold things in all the time, eventually it's going to spill out in other ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that was something really difficult for me to learn because I'm always like, I pretty much, you know, like, oh, you got to make the best. I'm mm-hmm. a glass half full kind of person. Right. When all this happened, especially around certain friends, you know, I always felt like I had to be the strong one, mm-hmm. you know, and just act like it didn't bother me mm-hmm. when in reality it did. And the Lord was like, Kaylin, you can be honest, Yeah. you know, about like where you're at. And honestly, you need to be honest about where you're at because there's certain things that there's certain boundaries you need to have to protect your heart during mm. this season. And that's another thing about grief is, is when you're going through a season of grief or something like that, like there are certain places and things you don't need to put yourself around right. and you have to have discernment about what to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what you want in, yeah. because it, it can be a very easy spot to get bitter, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And what I love about your story specifically too, is that I feel like you, you know, go on YouTube, like you love, um, <laughs> I do like YouTube. and you find a story about like a woman with miscarriages or whatever. And the, she always says like, but I have so much hope because now I'm pregnant or I have so much hope because now I have three healthy yeah. children or whatever. And it almost cheapens the hope that we have in Jesus just yes. alone. Not that there's anything bad about stories like that, but I just love that you're so settled in on your hope in Jesus mm-hmm. that it's like, if we have kids, that's great. If we don't, mm-hmm. that's great because either way, God's yes. being glorified. Yes. And, and well, and I had to kind of realize that like this life is not my own. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to like honor Caitlin King. The Lord put me here for a reason and I'm his vessel. Yeah. This year, my word has been surrender. Mm. <laughs> and so I actually posted on my Instagram the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like this year, my word's been surrender because the Lord has really kind of, you know, put me in a spot to where it's like, I need to surrender it all to him. My hands need to be open to whatever God has for me. So right. if that is being a mom, isn't being a mom, I'm open to whatever the Lord has. Because my husband and I, we were talking about this, that God has just been so good and so faithful to us. Like, how could we not trust him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just been praying that the Lord would just make us content no matter what his plan is for us and yeah. just help us to go along with whatever it is. We've just learned to rest in who God is. Mm -hmm. And that's just been really sweet because I've grown up in church my entire life. And there are certain qualities of him I don't feel like I learned until. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I knew that God was faithful. I knew that his grace was sufficient. But it didn't become like a living reality for me until I walked this road. And it was all I had to cling to. Yeah. My favorite Bible verses are Lamentations 3, 21 through 23, where he says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope, that because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Because I've learned in my life that his, I feel like his faithfulness is kind of tossed around in church and in Christian circles as just like when God comes through. Yes, like like, like when when God gives you what What you you want. Right, what you want. Um, (laughs) And... I feel like that's just been completely misconstrued where 
in reality, his God is faithful not because of what he does. He's faithful because of who he is. Mm-hmm. If he gave us nothing but Jesus, if everything else was terrible for us, it would be enough. I mean, mm-hmm. like as long as he, he gave us the greatest gift in Jesus and that's his faithfulness. That's mm-hmm. a picture of his faithfulness. Everything else is just, you know. Yeah. I don't know. What's the word? Peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. Gravy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like we are just so undeserving. I mean, like that's one thing I've told myself is that, Lord, you've been so, so good to me. I'm so mm-hmm. undeserving of this life anyways so anything extra is just a a blessing yeah you know yeah exactly is there any like specific scripture or anything that you well it's funny you you mentioned lamentations oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's one of them yeah that was one of them and then one of the stories that just really just like resonated in my heart was the story of hannah and if y'all aren't familiar with it hannah was married to a man and he was also married to another woman who could have children. And so she would make fun of Hannah for it. She would make fun of Hannah because she couldn't, Hannah couldn't have children. Anyways, there was one night and I guess they were at like the temple or something. And, and Hannah was just like overwhelmed and couldn't, she just couldn't like control her emotions with Mm. wanting a child. And she just cried out to God and the priest thought she was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and Hannah was like, no, 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 I'm just, crying out to God. But the thing I love about that story is Hannah, you know, she lamented to God. Mm-hmm. But then she got up, she wiped her tears, and then she went back and rejoiced. And mm. to me, that just showed a lot of faith that like, okay, God, you heard me. You know the desires of my heart, but I'm going to leave this on your altar and yeah. you do with it what you want. You just help me to be obedient Mm -hmm. in the meantime. But Hannah still had joy and she trusted the Lord. And, you know, God ended up blessing her with a child. And I don't know if that's going to be my story, but my husband and I both, we have vowed to ourselves that no matter what, like we're going to trust in Mm -hmm. the Lord. And I mean, that's a lot easier said than done. We know he has been so faithful. Just the people the Lord sends me, it kind of like, I guess this is going to sound kind of like cheesy or corny or whatever, but <laughs> it kind of like helps me like feel like my, my baby's lives made a difference yeah. because it's just all these women reach out to me constantly because I just, I remember the first time I posted on Facebook about it and I just remember thinking this is so cliche. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like no one ever wants to talk about miscarriage. No mm-hmm. one ever wants to talk about any form of infertility or anything. Um, and, you know, and some people have not been the sweetest to me about miscarriage and that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I don't do it for them, but so many women have reached out to me and it's just an honor to get to pray for them Mm -hmm. and to get to like encourage them and love on them because it can be a very lonely road and it is full of grief. But the way that God has just come in and just held me in my grief and in my loss and just, I mean, just been, I mean, like sounds, but he's been just like my closest friend. Yeah, It has been a beautiful thing. And I mean, I was telling my husband a few weeks ago, I would not trade our story for anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, just how God's worked, how, I mean, to me, it's been a miracle and we don't even, you know, we haven't gotten a miracle baby, but to me, just all he's done so far has been a miracle. Yeah. Now, do I want to go through another one? No. Okay, good. I got it. I got it. You know, like I don't (laughs) want to go through another one, but like, it's just, it's been amazing to see how, um, how he's worked and worked in my heart and in my life. Yeah. 
and just the nearness I feel to him, I would not trade for anything. Yeah. When I think it, it's so important for us as believers to not waste our pain. Yes. To not sit in it and allow the enemy. Because, I mean, as soon as we are in any sort of pain at all, the enemy is going to swoop mm-hmm. in and take advantage of that. And he does all the time. And I have no doubt that you have battled like crazy <laughs> with spiritual warfare. Seriously, since, since mm-hmm. all this happened. And I just think that it's important that in that we don't waste our pain, but we turn it into... You know, there's the Bible verse that says, you know, God gives and takes away. Blessed be the Mm -hmm. name of the Lord. And another one that's just kind of thrown around, but he does, he gives and he takes for our good and for his glory, Mm -hmm. like before anything else. So yeah, blessed be his name. And I'm going to, I'm not going to waste the pain that I'm in because sometimes the pain can be too great to the point where you're like, something has to come out of this because Mm -hmm. the pain is too bad. Yeah. You know, something that is glorifying to God that, that praises the name of Jesus, that, that puts his name out there has to come out of this because this pain is too bad. Mm -hmm. And if you offer that to him, he is so willing and able to use that. And the more we offer, the more he'll use. Mm -hmm. And I just think like of the story, you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000 and the little boy gave the loaves and fish, that wasn't anything. That wasn't much, but it was everything that he Mm -hmm. had. And Jesus created from that a miracle for all of these people that were affected by Mm -hmm. it, you know, just because that kid gave what he had. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the same way with our pain. If we'll give him our pain, he'll do like what he's done with your story where you're impacting other women, you're praying for other women. And I don't know if that is what, you know, God wanted that was his goal from your, you know, Mm -hmm. from your pain. But I know that that is such an answered prayer for those women, for sure. I think it's made me a more empathetic person Mm -hmm. towards others, just like in their pain and their grief. Because one thing I've learned about like miscarriage and infertility is it's a very like misunderstood. Mm. And a lot of people, if you've never gone through it, you can't really like understand. And Mm so in the beginning of this process, like I would get so angry at people, Mm. (laughs) you know, and I would just be like, how dare you say that to me? Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, The Lord really softened my heart towards them because I was like, you know what, Lord? Thank God they've never had to go through this. Right. Thank you, you know, that they don't understand. Mm. It's made me in other people's pain where I don't really understand. Mm. It's made me be more empathetic and be like, Lord, I don't understand, but just help me to meet them Mm. where they're at in their pain and in their grief and help me to be a good friend. Yeah. You know, because sometimes there's not really the right thing to say. And I think as Christians, we're like, oh, we got to give this right answer and, Mm -hmm. you know, turn to the Lord, you know. And yes, like, do turn to the Lord. Sometimes people, they just need somebody just to come in and be there for them. Right. And take all the ugly and the bad. And, And grief is a hard area to step on, like, how to be with people. Because everybody handles it so differently. Right. So if... A woman right now listening is going through a miscarriage or going through infertility or really any kind of loss at all. What would, if she was sitting here with us, what would you say to her? I would just tell her, um, number one, it's not her fault. Because that's like the first thing you think. You think, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Mm. I mean, for me, I was like, oh, work too hard. Mm -hmm. I would tell her it's not her fault. I would tell her that you know, God's not holding out on her. Mm. You know, that she has a father in heaven that loves her more than anything 
he's now holding her baby, Mm -hmm. taking better care of it. You know, and that's one thing I've told myself. I'm like, well, at least, you know, my babies don't have to experience the pain of this life. Right. And just to draw near to God and just dive into the scriptures because they will become alive and they will be exactly like what she needs to hear. It's crazy. I mean, like I'd be having a really rough day and I'd just like flip open my Bible and it would be, I mean, cause one point at one point I was having, I was going through a little rough patch and I was going through like first or second Kings where they're like given like the coordinates of the tabernacle. And I was mm. like, this isn't what I really need. To <laughs> <laughs> this isn't speaking to me, Lord. <laughs> um, and so like, I would just like go to a different book and I mean, it would just like completely soften my heart mm. and just like, I would just know like, Lord, you needed me to hear, you needed me to read that today. Cause God's word is alive. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. not dead. I mean, it's mm-hmm. alive and mm-hmm. God uses that to speak to us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, um, I love what you said about how God is not holding out on us, mm-hmm. even though we walk through grief and pain. One of my favorite Bible verses is Psalm eighty four eleven, where he says, the Lord God is a sun and shield and no good thing does he withhold from those mm-hmm. whose walk is righteous. And I think that, um, that has been a life changing verse for me mm-hmm. to understand, like, God never gets the wrong address. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't give someone something that's meant for me. And, mm-hmm. And he doesn't give, put something in my life, like a painful experience that I, that's meant for somebody else. Like he, he's so purposeful with everything that he gives and everything that he takes away. And my only job is to pursue him and to push mm-hmm. towards him and to know him better and to, to mirror the likeness of Jesus mm-hmm. because he's not holding out on me yeah. at all. And I know that, you know, women that are walking through infant loss or miscarriage or anything like that. I think it's important to say that, you know, you sitting here in front of me, you're just as much a mom as I am. You're just as much a mom of your five babies as I am of my two that are on earth, you know? And I think that I I just feel like, you know, Mother's Day rolls around or something like that. And women that have experienced infant loss and miscarriage feel like they kind of have a foot on both sides, you know, like I'm a mom, but I'm not, but, but you are, you absolutely are. And in, you know, a million years when we're on the other side of eternity and you and your husband are there looking at your babies, you're going to be like, I would do this a million times over Mm -hmm. because look at all the people that are here because of what happened to us. And look at all the, the lives that were changed because of these kids, you know? Yeah. And I just, I love your perspective. And I'm so, so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you were here. Um, I feel honored you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) And people are going to be emailing like, so can one of you leave and just have Caitlin on all the time? No. (laughs) No, No, they will not. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yes, Caitlin's a fantastic photographer as well. If you are interested in following her on social media, you're at Caitlin King Photography LLC, right? Mm -hmm. On Instagram? Um, so give her a follow and if you have any questions or comments or anything like that that you want to share with us give us an email at genuinelovepodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next week Bye.